Mm-hmm. What was the big takeaway from training with Trev? Man, he would just he would he knew I was I was I would say I was uh I was lazy. I was lazy <laughs> and he would the, the the good thing about it is you know he knew how to get the get me to work. What was the uh back from the gym, what was the atmosphere like when you guys trained? Intense. One thing that I've never experienced since that time is how many times you get did you get kicked out? Oh my god. At least at least three. Welcome to the Westside Barbell Podcast. Today's guest is Jerry O. Jerry, appreciate you coming in. Thank it took us a minute to get you here. Um, so we'd like to start straight away at the beginning. And how did you ever end up at Westside Barbell? How did I ever end up at Westside? Um, I was uh, in high school. Um, first time I ever heard about powerlifting, uh, a guy had a I was training at a gym on Henderson Road called Master Chase One-on-One. And uh, this guy, one of the guys who worked there, he said, man, you gotta, you gotta meet my friend, man. I, I keep telling him about you. I keep telling him about this strong kid. And uh, he's like, man, I'm, he doesn't believe me. He doesn't believe that, you know, that you're doing the things you're doing. And uh, the guy ended up, it was Arnold Coleman. And okay. Arnold uh, was the first person to kind of coached me. and. Uh, introduced me to powerlifting um so uh i'll never forget i was a senior in high school and uh um i ended up cutting my ninth period's uh social studies class to go meet arnold and he asked me to to bench i I think i laid down i think i did like 225 for like 23 reps and uh he was like wow and he uh started coaching me and you know he told me to go to my first power lead, but told me there was a power lift to me coming up and I didn't know anything about it. And uh, I showed up, it was the police athletic league. It was, uh, and uh, that's the first time I saw Louie and uh, Tom and George Halbert. They're all, Matt, Matt lifted there. I think he had, that day he had posted the biggest bench at Westside. It was 575. And I think he tried a reverse grip that day if I'm, Okay. Not mistaken. And I know Mickey, Mickey, uh, who ended up becoming a great friend and training partner of mine, he benched 540, which was the bit, one of the biggest uh, benches at the gym. So we're going back to 1992. So 575 and 540 were did that day. And I want to say uh, I got my first glimpse of powerlifting. And I'm like, wow, uh, it was definitely a, it was, it was, it was different, something I've never experienced. You know, they were slapping each other. Yeah. And, uh, I remember Mickey had put chalk all over his face, and I'm like, Tom's over there smacking the crap out of people, and just uh, I kind of I don't know, man. I was kind of drawn to it. I was kind of hooked. Like, man, this is something I I can see myself doing down the road. So uh, a few months later, I'm I had uh, started training with a. Uh, I had I was I was working at in high school I worked at Long John Silver's which was on Bethel Road, and uh, little did I know that uh, Matt Dimmel, uh, I, later on I found it was Matt he would come in there on Sundays he would uh, come he was from Upper Arlington and he'd come in with his little girl and his girlfriend and I had no idea who he was, um, and I'd been at a gym I'd been at a 
I was training at a world's gym and I remember seeing his picture and uh, seeing the thousand ten squat and I'm like, wow, this that's crazy. And uh, I ended up, I'll never forget, he came in that Sunday and I go, you're Matt Dimmel. And I remember his face lit up. He was like bright purple, man. And I uh, ended up talking to him and uh, telling him that I wanted to start powerlifting. And he uh, kind of, you know, kind of blew me off a little. You know, just, you know, I'm sure, you know, all the time people come up and say this and that. And, uh, maybe about a few months later, then I ended up, um, I was at Columbus State and um, I uh, came down, I just started Columbus State, just graduated and went down to meet Louie. I had went to, went to Westside Barndell and I'll never forget walking in and it was Louie and Jimmy Ritchie and uh, Louie had on these bright red uh, sunglasses. And, uh, you know, I told him, here I am, this chubby teenage kid, you know, telling Louie how strong I am. And Louie told me to go ahead and walk around and, uh, Towards the end, he goes, well, come to, he told me to come back and see him when I got stronger. So <laughs> I um, started training with a couple of uh, guys at a gym called Power Shack. It was out in Hilliard. And one of the guys that I had met, um, he went to high school and he was good friends with Matt. His name was Kelly Keery. And uh, another thing, man, I just kind of was trying to, you know, telling people, hey, man, you know, I told this guy. He was like, yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm doing these lifts and. He invited me to the gym and he was like, he was like, man, you definitely got some serious potential. And uh, uh, he would tell me a lot of stories about Matt, kind of became very intrigued. Um, what lifts were you hitting? Like how much weight were you lifting back then? I think in high school, my senior year, I was probably about 185, 190. And I could do 315 for eight. I think I had about a 375, 385 raw bench. Yeah. Um, I think the, uh, never, didn't really, went really into squatting or deadlifting, but Man, right off the bat, uh, so I, I so I trained with these guys, and my first meet, I pulled six hundred and benched four twenty raw, and uh, then Louie, I'll never forget Louie in the back, and he had his little gentleman's cap. He said, "Come down to see us," and uh, I, uh, I don't know, I, I kind of had a little bit of a chip on my <laughs> shoulder, like, man, kind of blew me off. I was telling him how strong I was, and um, I. Uh, I was I was reading I saw in the in this little uh, paper in Upper Arlington I was reading that uh, Matt I read his whole story has come back and I'm like wow this is pretty cool and he had just opened a gym and once again man uh, I was at Columbus State I ended up leaving class early and I walked in and there was Matt uh, great big look I, I look like a big grizzly bear man and he's freaking passed out on the on the. <laughs> He's like sitting up like this, passed out. And I'm like, what the hell do I do? I, do I wake him up or this? And he uh, remembered me from CompuServe. And he said, man, Louie, you know, he said, hey, Louie was really impressed with you, man. And that's a real compliment. And I, I don't know anything. I don't know about. And uh, he invited me to come back and train uh, in the afternoon. He said, me, you know, he introduced me to Tom. Uh, Tom Waddle and, I, and Doug Klein, they would be the two first two guys that I trained with in, uh, at M&M's right there on Demarest, Matt had opened a little gym. And, um, I'd heard about, uh, I'd heard about Tom. He, uh, I'll never forget the first thing he did. He, he, uh, he walks up, I'd, I'd, uh, I was training at World's Gym and I'd seen him a few times uh, when I was in there. Um, 
I've seen with the, you know, but remember the first time I saw Tom, he was in there like, I think he had, say, he had like a seven, eight hundred pounds on the squat, on the squat bar. And he was in there, uh, freaking just, I never saw that. I saw the intensity, man. I was like, this is pretty cool. And um, I, next thing you know, I heard about Tom had knocked some guy, knocked a, a cop out at the gym. They got into it. Uh, and then I heard he beat some other guy up. And I'm like, wow, man. Uh, <laughs> and next thing you know, man, he's walking in the gym and introduced himself to me. And uh, our friendship formed from there. You know, he, uh, very, very, very blessed, very lucky that I was able to walk into that situation. Yeah. Have him and Matt at the time to, to coach me. And uh, I was happy. I, I felt like, man, this, this was going to work for me. Um, so about a week into it, Louie shows up. And uh, I'll never forget, he showed up as a Suzu Trooper with this great big dog. Just uh, remember the movie, I think of the movie Cujo. He's, and he's like, tell me to get in the truck. And I'm like, he said, no, you're fine as long as I'm with you. I'm like, okay. And he drove me down to Westside, uh, was over on Whitethorn. And I'll never forget, he had me deadlift against Mark Camboni and Tim Lowell. And uh, I, I think I kicked both their asses and they went around the room, did, did the thumbs up. He said, you're in. And I'm like, what do you mean I'm in? He's like, well, you're in Westside. And um, I was a little, not not that I wasn't, I was, I really wanted to train with Matt. I really was, uh, really wanted to be in his, his guidance and uh, really liked Tom. And yeah. uh, I just kind of felt like I was, that's where I kind of wanted to be at the time. And of course that offended Louie. <laughs> uh, he was pissed, but um I uh, went to my first meet, and I think I broke every teenage record there was in Ohio. And, uh, you know, um, then soon after that, I went to Buffalo, New York, and broke all the teenage world records. And uh, uh, then shortly after that, Matt had passed away. And uh, me and Louie, um, I never forget, Louie had showed up to the gym over at Matt's, and he said, I know you don't want to listen to me. I know you don't want to train, but he goes, I just want to show you a couple of things. I guarantee you'll bench. I was really close to benching 600 as a teenager, like so close. And uh, I'll tell you what, man, he took me and had, he took me and Tom over to Whitethorn and had us doing uh, a few exercises. He showed us and my bench shot straight up to 600, yeah. man. And uh, I all of a sudden was leading the pack, you know, as a teenager and, uh, Kind of, from then we kind of uh, that's where our that's where our friendship started, man. Our uh, started then uh, you know losing Matt was a that was that was that was a rough time for me. You know? Yeah, I had uh, just graduated from high school. My uh, my best friend that I <coughs> my best friend I grew up he uh, actually he murdered he murdered his neighbor. So all during this time, so here he goes to prison for murder. They got into a, they got into a dispute about noise and led to him stabbing the guy to death. And um, then Matt passes away. And um, but uh, and then me and Tom, you know, I was glad. I was glad I had Tom to uh, kind of follow, you know, and have him to to guide me. And you know, and things just kind of unraveled from there. <laughs> How old were you then? 
What age were you about? Probably around I was 18, 18 to 19, 18 going on 19. So you and Tom go from M&M's into Westside. We together. got a, it kind of, yeah. So Louie ended up, um, the gym went from Whitethorn over to Demarest, mm-hmm. the little Demarest right there. And um, it was just me and Tom. I remember we were, we were training about one o'clock because of his work schedule and yep. whatnot. And at the time I was just in school and uh, Louie shows up one day with Chuck. And uh, I'd met Chuck, I'd met Chuck a few times, you know, I know he was going through, he had a the neck injury or mm-hmm. whatnot. And at that time he was like, you know, he was 185 pounds. He was just, uh, just wasn't, uh, you know, a hundred percent at the time. So he, uh, we all started squatting together, training together. So that's when I got my introduction to Chuck, <laughs> Chuck Vogelpool and, uh, that was cool. I'm glad that was a great experience for me, man. Very well, what was the big takeaway from training with Chuck? Man, he would just, he would, he knew, I was, I, was a, I would say I was, a, I was lazy. I was lazy. <laughs> and he would, the, the, the good thing about it is, you know, he knew how to get the, get me to work, but uh, he was always nagging at me. It was, it was almost like just constant uh, poking at each other and, this and that, but uh, it was cool. Like I said, he, he, uh, very glad that I was in that situation once yeah. again. Yeah. And did you guys move from one o'clock to the morning crew or the evening crew, or were you just all? We, no, we, it was me, him, and Chuck, and uh, that, that's kind of how it was because of Tom's schedule. You yeah. know, Tom wasn't able to train the mornings and, um, so kind of that was the one o'clock crew. We, yeah. you know, we were doing, we we were doing our thing, man. We were just making, you know, I guess kind of putting Westside on the map at that time. You know, with the, the numbers there, we were doing. Did you have any inner club rivalry between the morning? Was there people that you wanted to beat that wanted to beat you, that were pushing you back and forth? Or? I think naturally, I just even with our training, I, I mean, I I always wanted to beat Chuck. I always wanted to. I, I wanted to beat Tom. I think I, I think that's just kind of how the mentality is. That was the, yeah. the one thing I think. I don't. I think we all had. We all. I think that's what made us great. Yeah. And we pushed. We all wanted to. I, I sure as hell wanted. I, I wanted to walk out of their victor every day. You know, every <laughs> workout. You know, I didn't want to. So, I didn't really ever feel a rivalry with anybody. You know, other than just my training partners. You know, yeah. just wanted to to. Be the first one, be, you know, be first, you know. How uh, how fun was it to go to meets as a part of Westside? Oh, wow. I dreaded going to meets. They're, uh, still to this day. Uh, I, I'll tell you, back in the day, though, I, one thing I really did like, I liked uh, competing at the APF Senior Nationals. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, that was a lot of fun, man, getting to compete and see people from all over the country, I thought that was very exciting, and uh, I always looked forward to that. I didn't really get into doing the local meets, man. I just thought they were, you know, just it's kind of boring. Yeah. You know? But uh, who yeah. Uh, who handled you at meets? Believe it or not, Tom. When he was able to, when we weren't uh, lifting at the same time, and uh, Bob Co helped me out quite a bit. Yeah. But uh, I'd say I'd say the, the for the most part, Tom. He. Uh, Man, he was the best handler you could ever have, man. Best motivator. 
Uh, also, too, my, my training when I trained with uh, Mickey Tate, Mickey mm-hmm. was uh, he was something else, man. He really knew how to get me going. And a uh, great person to train with here. We had some neat. Uh, of course, one of the people I've been kicked out of West Side <laughs> several times. Uh, one of the times I ended up training at a Columbus Sports Connection where I found the, the infamous Matt Smith. <laughs> found, I say. Um, but uh, Matt, Matt, that's where I met Matt. Um, I had met Robert Fuzner, Rob Fuzner, and uh, me, Mickey, Rob Fuzner, and even George. We all trained at the Columbus Sports Connections. We would do our Sunday thing. And yeah. Louis kind of allowed that, man. He kind of let us do our thing. And man, we all soared. We all, our benches just took off through the roof. Um, I think at the time, uh, Mickey had did a 650. He was 40, yeah, it was a Masters world record. George was on his way to being the, 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 bench god that he was yeah. and rob ended up uh you know doing the things that he did we all it was a great group to have very intense um that's actually where uh i met mark coleman and kevin randleman yeah. and later on I, I had introduced uh mark to to louis yeah <laughs> as another story in itself but uh is, is that how uh, randleman ended up coming training at the gym yes oh wow i didn't, I didn't uh, know that so uh can you, can you talk about that aspect, how that happened? Well, when I, I originally had met, I had met Mark and they, they, they were training in there. So yeah. we got to kind of got to know them and whatnot. And, um, uh, there was a guy that, uh, Kevin went to high school with. His name was Jason Lizzie. And he, he was a, he played football at Capital University. I guess he really real talented. He was trying to get into the league. Um, Kevin had asked, had heard about Louie, you know, yeah. had heard about West Side, and um, asked if uh, I could, you know, take him down to West Side. And of course, Louie, you know, yeah, yeah. Help, he wanted to meet, you know, Kevin. And I had brought, uh, I'd brought the two of them down there, you know, introducing to Louie. Shortly, about a month after that, uh, Jason Lizzie was murdered. Mm-hmm. He was murdered on the east side of Columbus. Uh, uh, a teenage kid shot and killed him. Um, be in the wrong place at the wrong time, I guess, is what I was yeah. told. But uh, that's how uh, I had first introduced uh, Kevin Randleman to Louis Simmons, man. And uh, the Mark Coleman, I, I Louis had asked if I could, uh, if uh, I told Mark that uh, Louis wanted to meet him. And we ended up showing, over, showing up to Mark's apartment. He lived over off of Henderson Road, um, which wasn't too far from me. And I'll never forget, it was probably about 10 o'clock in the morning. And me and Louie knocked at the door and looked like we had just woke him up. He knew I was coming, though. Yeah. I mean, I just wanted to show up. But if it, it, it was just kind of short, you know, real short. And, you know, Louie Louis talked to him. And he just, he was a very intense individual, man. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Just he had this, he just looked like he was ready to go. And or me and Louie just, you can tell Louie <laughs> felt on edge, too. Like, man, we better not say anything to upset him. He just... He seemed grumpy. Yeah, he seemed like he was grouchy that morning. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't think anything really ever took off from there. It's like, yeah, he just, you know. Yeah, when we talked to Mark, Mark said, hell no, I'm not, I don't want to work out. He said if, if he came to Westside, there was no way he would get away with doing what he wanted to do. Yeah. That uh, you'd have to work out hard. So, yeah, that was, a, that, was that, you know. How, how many, you introduced Tony Ramos here too right? yes i sure did I sure did <laughs> who else how many people did you bring in and bring out 
I know there was Matt, there was Rob Fuzner, um, Tony, which in, came brought Paul Keys. Paul yeah. was a super talented bench presser, super strong. God, who else? I'm sure. I'm sure there's others. I would bring random people all the time. I'd meet. <laughs> um, I'll never forget. That. So I, so the story about Matt bringing Matt to Westside. I know he's gonna hate me for this, but uh, I. Um, so I bring Matt down to meet Louie, and I'll never forget Louie goes, Jerry, you can't bring him, you can't bring guys like that down here. And I'm like, oh man, I'm, he's like, you can't bring him back, blah, blah, blah. So I get, I get a jail, I get arrested like shortly after that, and I get locked up for like six months. I get out and I come and next thing you know, I'm like, Louie said, yeah, he said, he said he didn't have the heart to tell him not to come back, he said, he kept showing up and he goes, man, he goes, I think he was very, he said, he said, you know, I'll say something about him and he works hard. He shows up. He doesn't, um, Matt's very much a team player, man. Yeah. Just phenomenal training partner. And, uh, he, uh, I think Louie, I'm glad, I'm glad Louie gave him a chance, man. Cause imagine all the things that he accomplished yeah. and what he contributed to West side. And, but, uh, another kid, I, another, uh, I can think it was, a. Uh, Christian, Christian Haywood, I told okay, him. Yeah. I remember I remember calling Louie and telling him about Christian and Louie's like, ah, we don't want him. Next thing you know, he's he started doing some phenomenal things and I he's still on the board for deadlift. Yeah, and then he I think yeah. he broke Jeff Corpenny's, I think it was a 40-year-old record deadlift record, the 750, yeah. and he did 755. Man, I I told Louie, it's like, man, I don't know what it is, man. It just I was always felt like I was one of those people. I can tell I, I second spot talent but i told lewis and this kid is phenomenal he is i've never seen anything like it i brought a couple other guys that uh they just never kind of yeah they didn't really have the they didn't really want to power lift but they were great big great big guys and strong and athletic just uh kind of uh but i always kind of felt that's what we're supposed to do man we're supposed to pay it forward you know what was the, uh, back from the gym, what was the atmosphere like when you guys trained? Intense. The one thing that I've never experienced since that time is the intensity that we had and the, just being able to, to motivate each other. Now now I, I feel like any, everywhere I go, any gym I go to, like, I, I, don't, I don't see the same, like, like we really got after each other. We really pushed each other. Today it just seems like everybody's for themselves, man. It's just yeah. it's very uh how can I make myself better? I felt during my time we all try to make the gym better, we try to make each other better. Yeah. You know, what good does it do if I'm if I'm doing everything, if I'm breaking all the records or if I'm the one that's making gains, you know? So just uh I, even me and Louie, man, one of the last conversations we had, you know so hard to explain man but just walking into not having you know like today walking in the room like go to gyms i see people with these everybody's like recording every freaking their sets and got the little you know, their cameras up and this and that and social media and everybody's talking you know it's like back then man it's like we showed up the, the intensity and the unmatched man like came to work came to get it done who uh, who held that standard who held the, did the standard come from Louis of intensity Chuck. or was it Chuck? Yeah. 
say another great, another one of the most, uh, George Halbert, man. George was probably one of the greatest training partners I ever had. Him, Mickey, um, of course, Tom, man. Just people that could really make you, and even Louie, man. Louie just, Louie knew, Louie knew how to get, get things going, man. It's like, almost like a, you feel like a scientist. Like he knew, he knew how to get, he knew how to get things going, man. Yeah. And get under people's skin, get people, get the little rivalries going. And I'll tell you what, man, that's, that's what made Westside what it is. That, that, uh, that formula was a formula for success. And, uh, Jimmy, like even say Jimmy Ritchie, I, I can remember another thing, another, me and Louie were talking about, you know, training out of Van Horns on Sunday, got three benches and freaking, I mean, how cool was that? You got, you got the, the top guys in the middle. You got the, the, the kind of runner, the runner ups on the, on the second bench. And, uh, then you got the tweeds, Louie call on the third, <laughs> but shit, you know, if you wanted to take somebody at, if I wanted to, you know, knock you off that day, I could call you out and we get it on right there. And man, I thought that was, that was, that was just super cool, man. Yeah. You know, and uh, it always turned into a, lot of competition and a lot of a lot, lot of a lot of egos being checked at the door man that was cool that was super cool i've never like i said once again i've never experienced anything like that and i've never been around a group of guys like that like just uh what are some of your funnest stories that you can say from the gym? funnest stories got so many of them man so many that uh I'm at this back and think, man. I just got so many. There's this. They were all fun to me. Every yeah. every every moment, every moment at that gym was. Uh, was there anything that Louis from Louis's aspect that you couldn't believe he did, or that that uh, many people wouldn't expect Louis to do? Any story like that? Oh my God, countless stories. Uh, he just, especially when he was when he when he was younger, man. He was definitely a. He was nonstop, man. He was always going, and and man, he 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 would outwork anybody, man. You know, it's like I remember if I'd come in the gym complaining about something, man. He would just he knew like he just he wasn't having it, you know. Yeah. He just he just was a master motivator, man. He he knew he knew how to play he knew how to play everybody and play into it, and he knew how to get people going, and he uh, definitely knew how to get the most out of out of his lifters, man. And I love, I love lifting against him. I, I can remember I came back and him calling me out. Uh, it was a, I came in the morning and I hadn't, I'd been gone for a while and, oh God, Louis started talking shit to me. And uh, all, next thing you know, we're in a, we're in a, a squat, co- a safety bar squat competition, man. And I almost broke my neck that day. I ended up trying to keep up with him, man. He, uh, um, you know, I, he knew, he knew too. He knew I was out of shape, and when, uh, but he kept getting me. And he, that's, that's what I mean. Like I, I wouldn't stop. I just kept trying to keep up with him and uh, I ended up almost breaking my neck. Uh, but uh, stories like that, man, I just got so many of them. Just uh, that being there in the mornings and, you know, uh, a lot of great memories, man. Did, um, did you go to breakfast? Did you go eat food with him? Did you do? Like so, so when I uh, first started, um, we had a we had a nice little group that we usually meet um, on Sundays before we out of Stringtime Red. We go to TJ's, yeah. and um, 
oh god i'll never forget the story i remember sitting at a when i first started you remember they had the the spray the stickum spray yeah so, so matt, matt told me we're at the gym and we're all sitting there and matt's like uh, he's looking at louis telling him how he has this big knot in his hair and he doesn't know how the hell he got it well freaking matt handed me the stickum spray i i I started spraying his freaking hair. I didn't know what it was. And I'm sitting here like, oh, my God. And I had told Louie what I did. And Louie was laughing his ass off. But just um, I think around after that time, man, when, how me and Louie became pretty close, uh, it was just me and Louie for, for a few years. It was just me and him. We would meet over at uh, Bob Evans on Georgesville Square. And uh, that's how I think me and I really got to know him and uh, – what would you talk about training or was it just live training? Um, and he knew, he knew I was going through a lot of things with my, uh, with my, uh, with my uh, addiction and whatnot. And, uh, yeah. Got to really got to know each other, man. Yeah. And that's where our, our bond, our bond formed or our friendship. How do you think knowing everyone who's been in the gym that, everyone had that respect for Lou. What did Lou do for everyone or for the gym that made people immediately have this respect for him? I'll say personally, he'd, anything I ever asked for, anything I needed, if I uh, remember when I went to prison, you know, Louis brought me, brought me, he put money on my books. He had uh, brought me magazines. Um, when I got out of prison, he made sure I, he helped me get a car. Um, just had a very, just, I think, I think people knew they could turn to him. Yeah. They, you know, outside the, in the gym, he was one, he was one way, but outside of the gym, you know, if you called him, there was nothing he wouldn't do for you, especially if he, if he, uh, if he liked you, you know, yeah. if you were on his good side and his good graces, uh, I know he always had a soft spot for me. So how many times did you get, did you get kicked out? Oh my God! At least, at least three. <laughs> For what? What did you do? Not showing up. Um, my God, I'm trying to think what the other time. Another time I can't speak of on. Uh, but <laughs> he, uh, he'd always take me right back. Yeah. Um. Um. He. Uh, he just knew. He knew I, uh, I. I think that was his way of showing me tough love. Yeah. You know, especially, um, I think when I came home from prison, when I went, I went to prison in uh, 2006 and probably from after the, from 2002 to 2006, I just kind of disappeared. Um, I was out of the scene. That's kind of when the, the new, the new age, yeah. the Matt Wenning showed up, the Greg Panoras. I didn't really ever, I was before their time, you know, and then I come after and uh, I was so, I guess I'm going to say, I want to say almost like having a time machine. I was feel like I was back to the future. Yeah. Like and all of a sudden I show up in the present and the the sport had changed so much. Um, the equipment. Uh, was the culture different? Was the gym different? The atmosphere? Much. Much different. I was want to call them outsiders, but it kind of feels like it felt different. It, 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 meaning. When you started bringing people from all over, I felt like it just changed the, you know, you can't understand where yeah, I'm going. Yeah, to where 
they didn't grow up in the environment, so you have people kind of transplant in. Yeah. It seems to be a common thing that there was a changing of culture and that when people grew up getting stronger, you didn't just get stronger in strength, you got stronger as a group. Like, we're from here. This yeah. is, you know, this is, this is you know, uh, we grew up here. This is a, this kind of felt like it changed, you know, when you had a lot of, you had people coming from, uh, from other places or whatnot. But it definitely stepped up the level of competition, too. Yeah. I mean, God, man, the, the gym, like, just thinking of all the guys, you know, Panora, all the, all the strong, all the guys that he had that were strong, man. It was, uh, man, it worked, right? Yeah, it, it, it worked. Um, but it was all built upon the foundations of all the previous groups. Right. Because there seems to be a pattern of the newer age people, and there's exceptions where they're there for three years. Usually three years they're gone. It didn't last because the culture here was pretty hard, and it seems you could put people into two categories. One was, what can I do for Westside Barbell? which seems to be all your guys' group and generations. Then there was these other people, and they're more individual, that, but what can Westside do for me? What can Westside do for me? And those are the people that rotated in, rotated out. And regardless if they were strong or not, didn't necessarily mean that they were Westside. It amazed me. That that amazes me, too, even just no matter what I've been, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that I, I want to say loyalty, but, man, I even so... You know, I had called Louis, like Louis had passed on, actually on my birthday, on the day before um, he had passed on the 24th, my birthday is the 25th, but I always stayed in touch with him, no matter what. I don't care what could have went wrong or what could have been said. You know, I always checked, always called him, always, man, same with me and like my, my relationship with Tom and my relationship with Tony, right? Yeah. It's just to fill this, uh, my undying loyalty, like I, I always... Yeah, they're part of my family. You know, this is my this was my family. This was a huge part of my life. You know, it's that's what I think I see different now. That maybe the loyalty isn't there. I don't see that that, that same type of loyalty. You know, um, people just can say, you know, how the hell? A few people, I'm not going to mention names. I can say, you know, they haven't they haven't talked to Louis. How, how could you go without talking to Louis for years? Like I don't get that or. You, that'd be like not talking to my mother or father, like never mm-hmm. more. Like just, uh, I, I don't get that. I don't get. It. He meant he meant so much to me that, uh, and he should have meant so much, much to everybody, to, to the people that came through these doors. That, regardless of your differences, man. Uh, like I said, he was a he was an easy guy to find too. Yeah, he didn't oh, really. Yeah. There was like three or four places he'd be, and that'd be it. Oh, we'd always call, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I'm so thankful that I was able to uh, go to breakfast this last, you know, couple years and yeah. get to see him when I could. And uh, I'm sure I drove him crazy, call his house, and, you know, but I always just wanted to call him, man. I just felt that that's what I needed to do, you know. When, uh, what was the biggest lift you achieved? Um, I, squ- I finally squatted 900. I did a 900 squat. Uh, and uh, I benched 705, and I pulled 810. 810 was my, yeah. so 275 when I benched the, I was 275 when I benched the 705. Uh, squatted 900, I think I was 308. I think I also pulled, I did pull 804 at 275. I did that when I was fairly young, so. Is there, um, I know you got lots, 
of stories to choose from. But can you give us a couple of examples of some of the most um, unbelievable things you saw in the gym in terms of strength? Do you ever see anyone do it? Like, I cannot believe that person lifted that weight or did that exercise. Of course, Chuck, you know, watching Chuck, you know, lift. Um, George, George Albert, I mean, he was always, man, I just, I was always so amazed watching him train, you know. Um, what made him so, like, what made George George? Because, like, he's the, uh, one of the best, if not the best bench presser from out of here. The, the, I feel he's the greatest bench presser, yep. you know, I've, uh, in, 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 the, in the, in history, man. He just, I don't know, he was just, I've never seen somebody so driven, so focused, like, he just showed up for business, man. And he was just, he he was the one, he was one of the guys, man. He, when he came to the gym, he was all business. He was able to leave his personal life at the door, you know, and just, uh, he was always, and I'll tell you, man, he was just, he, I'll tell you one thing about him too. He always stayed a student of the game. Mm -hmm. He was always trying to fake, kind of like Louie, right? Always trying to figure out a way to get stronger. Always, even though, he might have just broke uh, his 10th all-time world record. He was still going back to the drawing boards, trying to figure out how he can get better. Yeah. And I think that's what separated him from most. He just, he wanted, he loved, and he loved it. He had a passion for it. Um, uh, was there any lifts he did that you tried to do and you couldn't do? Was there any? I think one time I might have challenged him to a rep competition with 405 when I first met him and of course he kicked my ass like I knew I knew after that not to you know to to, to not to not go barking up that tree anymore just uh but uh, man just very very blessed that I was able to train with him um I saw a lot Tom Tom did when I first started did a lot man just so so strong man super I, I think about what he would have been able to do with the equipment you know yeah. just uh seeing him pull over 800 pounds in the rack and uh super eight 900 pound good mornings back then um just and you know i got to see matt matt i got to watch him train and he did some phenomenal things in the gym um i think the craziest thing i think i ever saw i'll never forget uh going back to paul keys paul uh, who i met through tony i'll never forget i saw him do no lie, Louis was there. That was on a Sunday. He did four fifty-five for twenty reps. No, I mean after yeah, four. He did four fifty-five twenty times. That's yeah, that's ridiculous. That was pretty crazy, right? Yeah. So, but I thought that was that was probably one of the most like how in the hell? Can you imagine that? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, like still to this day, yeah. I think I. I think I started, and I I think I had to follow after him too, because I'd always try. That was my thing. I'd call everybody out rep contest at the end and shit he did 20 and I, I think I got to like six or seven I'm like man <laughs> you won you're you know it's, it's okay I'm good so uh what's one of the most things you're most proud of been a Westsider the relationships that I was able to form uh getting to meet Chuck getting to meet Tommy having the friendship I've had with him Tony, George, just the the friendships that uh that all carried them, you know, the the memories. I say the memories, yeah. Bob Co. Um, all the guys that uh that means the most to me, you know, and my relationship with Louis is 
I don't, you know, I, I don't care. I don't care about all the, the records and this. I'm just glad. I just feel very blessed that I had a chance to train here and got to train with the people that I got to train with. And uh, just, uh, man, it's very, uh, it's priceless, man, priceless. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up this, because I know we're going to get another one with you and Tom Waddle on, so that should be a, a blast. But is there anything that you want to get out there or to tell people that they might know about Louis that uh, you think is something that they should know? Just what I mean, I guess, I don't know. I think a lot of, just what, what a caring, he was a really caring person, man. He he could come across sometimes, he could come across, I've seen how he, he if he didn't really know you or whatnot, he, he didn't have a, a big uh, high tolerance for yeah. people, you know, especially if they felt like they knew what they felt, they knew what they were talking about. But uh, just what a good person, but what a good soft-hearted person he was, man. Uh, he was, it was a little easier when you got him on his own. Yeah. Um, that was, you know, just, uh, he was a little different when he had a crap, but he, uh, just when you got him, I don't know what a good person he was, man. But, uh, just, uh, funny, f funny person too. Yeah. Just, uh, cause he had a, he had a real sense of humor, man. So probably that. Jerry, thank you. And look forward to the next one. Yeah. Thank you so much.